0: Hey, how are you? This is Scott Bryant, Comstock, host of the Optimistic Advocate podcast. And I am really excited about today's guest. Uh, I am an avid journaler, uh, and uh, today we have a young entrepreneur who has taken the journaling world by storm. I think you are really going to enjoy this episode. I'm really excited to have as our guest Alina Liao. Alina Liao is a proud daughter of immigrants, resident of Washington, D.C., and mental health advocate. Alina is also founder of Zenit, a radical wellness company with a mission to make wellness accessible to everyone. With Zenit, Alina makes customized wellness journals and provides healing-centered journaling workshops to empower folks to gain the mental health benefits of journaling. Prior to Zenit, Alina co-founded a nonprofit where she provided mental health coaching to youth of color. Outside of work, Alina is an avid practitioner of the Afro-Brazilian martial art of Capoeira and teaches kids and adults classes at the Capoeira spot in DC. Alina, you're the founder of Zenit, which you call a radical wellness company. It is the most comprehensive, soulful, welcoming site.
1: Um <laughs> Thank you for your words about my website. It's been multiple iterations, but I'm really happy with the current site. um, And I got some help from someone in just the design, but I really want everything with Zenit to be about creating, like you said, warm, welcoming spaces where people feel not alone. You know, it's like, You're not the only one who's struggling, who's feeling stressed and overwhelmed, creating spaces where you feel seen, where you feel affirmed in your experiences. And just that idea that like, you know, it's okay, wherever you are, it's okay. And let's just pause and breathe together. So I don't, I don't have a clinical background. And I have so much respect for like, you know, the clinical mental health sector and the, you know, the work there for me not having a clinical background but having that passion and desire to support folks and you know supporting their mental health you know i receive training on mental health practices like different forms of therapy cognitive behavioral therapy acceptance commitment therapy and mindfulness and also kind of receive training on like well what where's the line between clinical and non clinical Which was really important in my former work providing mental health coaching, but not mental health therapy. And you know, something I experienced was, and this was like several years ago. And I have to say, like today, the conversation around mental health has really, it really has come a ways. People are using the words mental health and trauma, and the stigma is. I see it, you know, fading. Um, It's still there, but. From my experience being in closer to the clinical space, I just thought, you know, there's like a heaviness, you know, that comes with talking about mental health, which is valid. But as I created Zenit, I was like, oh, what about a space that just has like some joy in it? Like I I say on my website, and I say this all the time, like I want us to feel pride and joy in the work we do for our mental health. I want us to have that to balance out what can often feel like so heavy and not in a way that diminishes the heaviness of like trauma and like the hardship of what we're going through, but also be intentional about creating spaces of love and joy and ease. And in, in when we're talking about mental health.
0: I love that. I get that from your, not only to get that from your website, I get it from the journal that you sent me. We'll talk about that in a bit and, and all of the other things you do. But before we go too far, why journaling? What, what, so you create Zenit, which is focused on journaling. Why?
1: So I, um, I didn't plan to start Zenit. I didn't think, oh, let me start a business around journaling. I, so after I left my former nonprofit, I, I was going through a really hard time. I just, just taking time off. I was, I was depressed. I had trauma, like just wounds I had to like work on. And so I, I was working with a therapist and a coach, um, and they both encouraged me to journal, but like many therapists do. In fact, in my prior work, I, like I, as you know, I also encouraged uh, the kids I was working with to journal. You know, it was like, oh yes, I know it. There's research supporting the effects, the mental health effects of journaling. But I always struggled to keep it up. You know, I had several journals where I had a few, the few first pages written out, and then they would just sat there <laughs> collecting dust. Because it's hard, you know, sometimes just opening up a a journal, a blank, looking at a blank page, staring at it, and it's like, well, where do I even start? Like, there's so much in my head, in my heart. Where do I even start? And then keeping it up can be difficult too, just in like our busy day to day lives. The idea of sitting down for 30 minutes and journaling can feel like too much. But, you know, as I was taking time for myself, not working, just focusing on my healing, I came up with a few prompts that were. Specific to a lot of things that were coming up in my therapy sessions. My prompts were, what serves me today? How am I honoring what I want? And what am I learning? And so I would just write those down in a blank journal. And there was something about having those prompts on the page that I could see that just made it easier to just, just journal, like have some gentle guidance in my journaling, write out, write this out, respond to those. And it was uh, helping me journal consistently, like almost every day. And I really, I really was feeling the power of it, this ability to process, to understand myself better, to like dig into areas of my subconscious and just uncover beliefs and patterns that were not serving me, that I wasn't aware of. Um, And that allowed me to like make some changes step by step. And so... Yeah, one day, you know, I was writing those same prompts down in my journal. I thought, man, it'd be nice if my journal just had these prompts in them. And then I thought, oh, I wonder if other people would find that valuable. And so that was, that was the spark of inspiration. And I just followed that. I talked to, I like, just talked to a lot of people about their experiences with journaling. I heard that same thing a lot, like, oh, my God, I've tried to journal so many times, but it just never <laughs> sticks. And so I was like, okay, there's something here. I like the idea of just focusing on one kind of like I see journaling as a, a foundational tool. It's a great complement to therapy. If you're not in therapy, you, it's still something that will support you. It's something any, you know, anyone can do anytime. So, with my like personal mission and now Zenit's mission of making wellness and mental health accessible, I felt like journaling was a good fit and there's And uncovering this like challenge that people have with journaling, like, well, I can, let's, let's do something about that. Let's make it easier. So at least folks have, um, have a personal tool that, um, gives them that space to process and release.
0: So that's what excited me when I first learned about it from, from your, from your colleague. And I thought, oh, this is great. But when I explored further, there's a lot more going on with Zenit than just a physical journal. But then there's the opportunity, if I choose, to to do some other things. So talk about what those other things are and, and flesh out Zenit, because it's more than just a journal.
1: Thank you. Yeah, it's, you know, in the past few years, just, it's like once you get started, the inspiration just continues to flow. And I've added other experiences, I guess, again, all centered on making it easier to journal and gain the you know wellness wellness benefits of it. So I now host journaling mini retreats. I call them mini cuz they're just 1 hour and the whole philosophy is like oh you shouldn't have to spend a whole lot of money travel not everyone has that you know luxury of of going on these amazing far off retreats. It's like a mini retreat where we gather virtually you know and I'll guide us through journaling with you know with prompts and calming vibes and music and we journal and then there's the community aspect of it which I've really really enjoyed. So we'll journal. Then we'll like be able to share our reflections or just how you know how we're doing. So that has been really I've really enjoyed those. I created video retreats so folks can journal at their own pace and where I you know provide more guidance around some wellness concepts and then also just like you know, offer you the blocked out time to journal. I have Zen texts, <laughs> which are really fun. It's a sur- a subscription service where you just, on the days of the week of your choosing, you get one text message with an audio file of a journaling prompt, an affirmation. They're like 30 seconds. But yeah, I feel it's like a little nudge. Like, so if you want to oh, you say like, oh, I want to journal like Mondays and Fridays, then you would just get that text. And hopefully that just you know, invites you to pause in the morning, sit down and just journal for however long your heart desires.
0: <laughs> yes. T- tell me about the um, customized wellness journal. What does that, what does that mean? How, how is it customized?
1: So it's customized on the inside and out. First, you can choose the cover that really inspires you. I have like a lot of vibrant, beautiful fabric print covers. So you choose that. And then on the inside, this is where like so much of the magic happens. On my website, when you're customizing, I have, you know, you can choose your page layout, like whether you want more open writing space or less, and then you can choose your prompts. So I have a menu of prompts that are pull cool from mental health and healing and coaching practices. Prompts like, how am I honoring what I want? What am I feeling? What's driving my feelings? So there are prompts for self-care. So just like that check-in, what am I feeling? What's driving my feelings? How can I be kind to myself? There's prompts for like getting aligned with your values, like what matters to me most? How am I living out my values? I can be grateful for. There's prompts for healing, like some doing some of the deeper, like having that space to just process pain and what you're going through. Because that's still something that is hard to do in this, in our society, right? <laughs> that kind of emphasizes like, well, suck it up and put on a smile, you know, yes. turn that frown upside down. It's like, no, we need to like, we need to cry and we need to vent. So prompts, like I'm having a hard time with prompts, like I feel down or stressed about, but what do my heart and why self say about it? So I, I like kind of prompts where like some of the two part prompts, it's like, let me invite you to talk about what you're you know what's weighing on you and then also invite you to tap into a place of your inner wisdom or your self-love, not to force positivity, but to just like ground yourself and remind yourself like like you got this.
0: So if a person goes through the website, fills out the prompts, how long does that take?
1: You know, it it really can range. I do encourage people to take their time as they go through it and just select the prompts that speak to you. Or maybe like either because you resonate with it, like, oh, yeah, I really want to be asking myself on a daily basis, how can I be kind to myself? Or maybe prompts that like speak to you because they like challenge you a little like, oh, yeah, I know I I should be like, (laughs) that would help me. But it's a little scary, but that's okay. So, you know, it could be five, 10 minutes. But I also know people who like, you know, they'll look at the prompts and like, oh, okay get a sense and then step away, but then come back. And I'm okay with that, right? Like it's not for me, it's not about pushing the sale as quickly as possible. Um, I want folks to be intentional about which prompts they choose, really make it work for them. And not just like click through every prompt just because they're there. And it's interesting because I, you know, I receive all the custom orders and I see such variety of what folks select, which is really awesome. You know, just shows like wellness healing is such a personal journey. And here are folks really making it their own with the props they choose, it really can, it can vary.
0: (laughs) And then you also have some that are set to go, like the one I ordered, which I'm giving to a colleague and I I went through and read it. It's awesome. It's Journal for Aspiring White Anti-Racists. And it is so, so, you know, okay, that's me. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to be an ally and, you know, I'll tell you just a just an aside. So, like, th- this is like 30 years ago. This is a long time ago. A colleague and I uh, wanted to do something. Uh, this and this is before internet, before all that stuff, you know. And we, I don't know if you're familiar with psychodrama, but it used to be a technique where you act out situations. And uh, we had this great idea because we were do- <laughs> we were doing training on and the language then was cultural competence, you know, how to be culturally competent. And, uh, uh, he's black guy. I'm a white guy. We thought, man, let's just cut right to it. Right. Let's, let's, let's kind of just do something that, that talks about from white perspective, black perspective, all of the tapes and the messages that you hear. And so, okay, we're going to do this. And we, we do a dry run together and, he said, Nah, that's, that's, I can't do it. Because as the white guy, I was just feeling all this stuff I heard as a kid and stuff. But what, what I was so clueless to back then was I understood at one level the, uh, the thing that there in our culture, there's very few consequences for white people, especially white men. But I didn't really understand that. And so, you know, so the there was an immediate power imbalance between us. And I was, I didn't get that at the time. I was so confused. I was hurt. I was like, oh man, what, what do we do? So when I'm looking at this, this journal, which gives you time to go through lots of different areas. So it's not like you're gonna read this book and then you will be an ally, you know, (laughs) you know, this, what what you've done with this and this, I'm so excited to talk to you is that it's almost like making a sculpture, you know, how you take Mm -hmm. a little bit here, you take a little bit there, you shave a little off here, you you mold this here. And I just personally truly believe that that's what it's going to take. You know, you can't hit somebody over the head and said, okay, you want to be, you want to be uh you know, a white ally here, read this book, boom, you're done. It just doesn't work that way. And, and, and I, I just, I just gotta tell you, I'm such a fan. I'm so impressed because the prompts in here are amazing, but the idea that I could do this just by myself, not share it with anyone, but try to articulate my understanding, because I think that's what keeps a lot of white people from speaking, they're afraid they're going to be, get embarrassed or whatever. Well, you know, okay, that and five bucks will get you a cup of coffee. But uh, if you're going to do something, if you really want to be an ally, you got to do the work. And, and you've created this safe space to do the work. And I, I would just be curious if you've heard from others uh, just on this. I mean, this is one of many journals that you have. But since this is the one I ordered from you, have you heard from others who have gone down this, used this journal?
1: We launched the, the two journals, like in our racial healing collection. Uh, yeah, so those were developed in partnership with a few activists and diversity, equity, inclusion coaches Tracy L. Rogers and Kimberly Diaz and Andrew Dobb of One Tilt. So this was like such a labor of love and care. And it's exactly, the, the intent is exactly what you said, right? Like, and so I can't believe it's only been a year since we launched it, but we were working on it for several months beforehand. During you know the the what they call the racial you know calling the racial reckoning of 2020 with the protests and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, and I was observing and also feeling within myself like we live in such a fast-paced world, and with social media, I saw a lot of posting Black Lives Matter posting outrage posting. I'm buying these books, and like the books are great and the desire is great, but. I had this fear, like, but what else? Like, what's really going on behind the scenes, behind the performative element, which is there? Um, what is really happening? And I just wanted, I was like, we need more tools to give us that, like you said, safe space where we can slow down and really dig deep into our thoughts, confront parts of ourselves, be honest and express those thoughts and parts of ourselves that. We wouldn't feel we wouldn't necessarily want to say out loud, you know, in a group or on Facebook, but like needs be said so that we can acknowledge it and move forward. It's messy work and it's not easy. And so, yeah, that's that is what I've heard from folks It's like, oh, man, having this private space where I can really ask myself these questions and be honest. And then there's something to the writing physically as well. Right. That helps us tease out and untangle our thoughts more than just like typing or sitting. So for both journals, so there's the journal for aspiring white anti-racists, as well as our um, BIPOC, um, Black Indigenous People of Color, BIPOC Journal for Healing and Liberation. So yeah, I've heard that, like, like, the journals are a space for folks to just, like, process, like, process all that's going on around racial trauma, this racial reckoning, and, like, actually have a sense of not feeling stuck, right? Like being able to move forward, but slowly, like step-by-step, like you said, with a sculpture, because it it does, it takes time. It's a journey.
0: I tell you, the image that comes to mind for for those who celebrate Christmas or who remember hanging Christmas lights on a tree or on your house, the saga every year when it's like, okay, let's hang the lights and you go to the box where all the lights are and they're all tangled up and it's just a freaking mess. You know, they're (laughs) all, well that's my racial identity right there. You know, it's a freaking mess, you know, it's tangled, you know, and, and intent is one thing, but how do you untangle that? And I think this journal that you guys put together this, the, with the prompts is a beautiful way to say, all right, let's, let's just kind of sit on the floor here and turn off the clock and let's start untangling. And in this case, it, it's from it, messages in childhood to, you know, to where you're, it's, it's just, Alina, it's just, it's really beautiful. It's really beautiful. So what are some of the others that you uh, have? This sounds like this was quite a project. This is the racial healing series. What are some of the other series that you have?
1: I've done a few more partnerships, um, have been really, really positive experiences with uh, one woman who is a therapist and social worker. I partnered with her to create our centered self planners. Because I like, I had mostly focused on on journals, and then a lot of people were asking me like, "Oh, do you do you do planners as well?" And it was funny because at the very beginning of Zenit, I, like to me, like planning, journaling, like all the same. But I've learned like, no, very much not the same. <laughs> but with planning, similarly, it's like again, you know, like we live in a fast paced world with all the emphasis on like, what are you doing, producing, achieving. And it's hard to find time for ourselves. And so, and it's so easy to get lost, to lose yourself in your never ending to do list. And so, the idea of creating a really thoughtful planner that allows people to, yes, plan out, keep track of all the things they have to do, but also make sure that their self care, their mental health is present in their planning, that was really exciting. So, um, this was a collaboration with her name's Tia Marie Bromstead. She has her own practice, Centered Self. We recreated these Centered Self planners um, where it has a planning space and also some prompts, you know, really for grounding, for focus, for self-care. And then um, a recent collaboration is this series of astrology or Astro Zen journals that was in partnership with Uh, Astrologer and life coach Tracy L. Rogers, who is one of the co authors of the racial healing journals. And that has been really fun for me and really interesting, providing folks another pathway for their healing and wellness that brings in this astrology piece. I've been drawn to the idea of growing my awareness of the energy of the universe, planets, and stars. I'm not like super religious, but the idea of Larger forces at play, I find there to be something really, like, there to be truth in that. And so, yeah, these journals, it's monthly journals where every month there's prompts that are aligned with the zodiac season as well as tailored to your personal zodiac sign. So, right, like, I have my Capricorn journal for me as an Aquarius. It's personalized to you. It has the guided prompts. It has affirmations to support you in this journey of reflecting for your wellness, taking into account all that's happening above.
0: Who, who's your audience?
1: So my primary audience is, I'd say, people of color in 30s, kind of 50s range. And this is what I hear a lot, like folks who are, you know, we're tired We really want to take care of our wellness. We understand the value and importance and need for it. I mean, we experience that need every day, but it is just, it's so hard. It's so hard. And it's more than just time, right? It's so much deeper. It's like this internalized sense that we are not allowed to take time for ourselves. It's this sense that like our worth is tied to our productivity and our achievement and we can't afford to take time for ourselves. It's like constant like fear of if I take time for myself, I'm going to fall behind at work or or something or guilt over taking time for ourselves because and this is like, you know, like what I saw, you know, with my parents, like they never gave themselves time. So like who am I to like be like, "Oh, I need I need a nap." <laughs> right? So like fear, guilt, all of that, that makes it just so hard to claim your well-being, claim time for yourself. And so, you know, what I found is like with journaling and more than just maybe chronicling your day, like journaling allows you to get to the root of those internal barriers, realizing, oh, I actually like feel like I'm not worthy of health or wellness and being able to uncover that and then get to a point where you can let go of that and, you know, really believe I am worthy of health and wellness, you know, that's a journey that the journaling can support.
0: Well, I tell you that that is uh, your audience is, is uh, also a large part of our audience with the, uh, with the extra layer, if you will, I don't know if extra is the right word, but with an additional layer of being in the helping profession, you know, therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers, peer support leaders. And there's this, as you probably know, there's this weird stigma when you're in the helping professions that you got to have it all figured out. You yeah. know <laughs> yeah. you got to have it all figured out. But when I what just when I think of of the gift of the journaling process that you put together is that it I don't have to come out and tell you in a public meeting that I I haven't a clue about Whatever it is, you know, developing a racial equity plan. I I don't know, but but yet, my professional side says I should know, right? I should have this all figured out. So I'll Google something, and then we'll do that. But we won't do it well, you know, because we haven't really gotten and felt it. So I, I I just think this is such a wonderful self-reflective tool that you can do so many things with. I love it. Tell me what you mean by radical wellness. You're a radical wellness company.
1: Radical wellness. I put a lot of thought into using that term. I say it in part to hold myself accountable, to push myself. And so with radical wellness, there are multiple dimensions to this. So one is just for us, again, like given the context of the society we live in, that really devalues well-being and you know taking time for yourself I mean we're we're starting to like see greater and hear people talking about wanting to change that which is so great yeah like it's it's long been devalued we feel like we're not allowed to take time for ourselves and our well-being and I have to say what I have seen in the wellness this growing wellness sector especially in the west is it can be more about If you have the privilege and luxury of, again, like taking time off, going on this beautiful retreat for a week, refreshing, that's great, but not everyone can do that. Um, And wellness shouldn't be just a luxury thing, which sometimes it can seem like it is. I view our wellness as a human right. We all deserve, just as human beings, to have wellness in our daily lives. So the idea of actually putting our wellness first and not last, but actually putting it first, to me is radical, certainly has been radical in my life. And I have to still push myself to do that. And then I also think about a radical wellness company in, the ter- in terms of building a company, a business, um, where again, ra- wellness comes first. We're not trying to maximize profits. We're trying to maximize wellness for everyone that we touch. Our employees, customers, communities that were part of the earth, and so like profits isn't the end thing. That's just an input. Of course, we need to we need to make money to sustain ourselves and to grow, yeah. but that's not our the reason why we exist. It's not our end purpose. It's not what we're trying to maximize. We're trying to maximize wellness. That is a philosophy of business that I believe in that I'm trying to model. <laughs> but yeah, in this, you know, capitalist society, it is it's counter yeah. to what we're taught is right.
0: Have you ever done any work in 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 the workshops or you know journaling work with a younger audience? You said primarily it's thirty to fifty, but I'm thinking about young adults, for example. Has, has, have you had do you have experience with that?
1: Yes, I love working with youth. It's what I did formerly in work and I still work with youth um with Capoeira. So I have done journaling, wellness journaling workshops for teens through partnerships with organizations that focus on youth and teen mental health. Those teenage years are so hard. And then you layer on everything that's happening today. There's a special place in my heart (laughs) for for working with youth.
0: Would you be willing to read a a prompt and a passage uh, from uh, either from your journal or something that obviously that's, you know, that that is not too sensitive, but uh, just to give people a feel for how it works.
1: I have, I have one, I have one thing. I just want to see if there's anything I, that like really jumps out that I think would be value to your listeners. There's such a mix of really deep journaling where I go deep and I have these really powerful breakthroughs. And then of course there are plenty of <laughs> journal entries that are, Completely mundane, which I actually like to tell people, because I, I do hear a lot of people say, Well, I'm not a good writer, Da da da. And I just say, like you're only writing for you, and it's about quantity, not quality, and you'll have plenty. You don't have to have a breakthrough every time you write. there's just it's just about building that practice and that and that habit. Oh, actually, okay, I found something. so well this is this is my um, current custom wellness journal. I think I'm on my fifth one since I started creating <laughs> these journals. So it really has helped me stay consistent. So my first prompt is, what am I feeling? What's driving my feelings? And in this, on this day, I said, fuck, I'm tired, blah, blah, blah. And I, I just wrote out all the reasons why I was tired from work, from people who are really testing me. And then my second prompt is, prompt is, what do I want in my heart? And my third prompt is, what's my wisest self saying? So I wrote about all of the reasons why I was tired and upset. But then I said, here, to under, what's my wisest self saying? At least I went for a walk to the post office today. It's a beautiful day. And the sun came, sun came out and the breeze was soft. I almost drove and gave into that old worst case fear that if I walk, there won't be enough time. But of course, there was, and it was fine. And that walk was better than any other work I would have done in the time gained from driving.
0: (laughs) Nice. I love it. I love it. Oh, this has been a delightful conversation. What do you want to say to our listeners to sum up the power of journaling?
1: One thing is that with the bigness of, all the things going on in the world, the weight of everything, and then of course our own personal mental health challenges or just life challenges. I know that it can seem like, well, what is journaling going to do? You know, what is it compared to the, all the shit that we're de- dealing with? I can appreciate that. I have found that while we're going through all of this, we deserve more than to just survive it and endure right? Like if there's a way for us to still feel love, feel joy, feel peace, um, feel hope through all this, you know, we deserve that. And so for me, this little bit of journaling and for us, like this little bit of journaling that we can do that helps us process and release and find that voice of love and hope for ourselves, that can make a big difference like little by little And, you know, I come back to this idea that our wellness is a human right and we're all worthy of it. And 10 minutes you take sitting down to journal is 10 minutes you're taking, you're claiming for yourself. It's not going to make all the problems go away, but it can really, really support us as we move through it.
0: Beautiful. All right. Alina Liao, thank you so much. Uh, Founder of Zenit, a radical wellness company with the mission to make wellness accessible to everyone uh, through journaling. It has been a delight. I have looked forward to this interview for over a year.
1: <laughs> we did Likewise. it! this is so great, Scott. Thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It was a delight. All right, folks, that's it. This is Scott Bryant, Comstock, the Optimistic Advocate, and I will see you later.
1: Leave the lights on and the door unlocked If you drop on by, you don't have
0: to knock We're happy to share whatever we've got